Hello world, this is Gurney Micro's mum here. I'd like to introduce the Celebrating Mother's Day podcast, in which I may feature just a little. So, enjoy. Remember, all opinions are her own. This blog post was published on March 14th, 2021, entitled Celebrating Mother's Day by talking about how my mum has contributed to the world of science. We're going slightly out of order here because my mum's down for my birthday and so I thought I'd make her take some time to meet you all. On we go. I talk a lot in this blog about raising each other up and bringing your whole self to being a scientist. There is one woman who taught me this from a very young age. Let me introduce you to my mom, Sandra. My mom is from a generation where her options were limited by her gender. She was forced to leave school in order to work to support her family until the point at which she got married. Then she was one of the first generation of women to try to balance having a family with work. She's one of the smartest people I know. And yet she was never permitted to use her intellect to contribute in what was still seen as a man's world. Despite that, my mum has contributed to science in multiple ways throughout her life. And I wanted to honour that contribution by talking about it and recording it here so that it doesn't get overlooked or forgotten like many contributions of her counterparts. One of Sandra's first jobs was working at the University of Aston. She worked for an old school professor who, from conversations about him, was kind, smart and somewhat impractical. I believe, although I could be wrong, that he was a biochemist, but he could have been a physicist. This was when my mother started contributing to the world of science. In those days, professors would dictate their scientific papers and my mom was the one that typed them up. She captured their equations and hand drew out their graphs so that they could submit their manuscripts for publication. The thesis of PhD students also needed to be typed up so that they could be submitted for examination. This is in fact how she met my father. She typed up his thesis. A thesis he still has, by the way, and that I looked at when writing mine, including the hand-drawn graphs inside. Like many women of the time, when they married and became pregnant, she had to give up her job in science, which she loved in order to have a family. I'm lucky enough to be super close to my mom. I know how fortunate I am and that this isn't the situation for everyone. Part of the reason for that is that she hasn't always had it easy with me. Let's just say as a child, I didn't sleep. And then I managed to become severely ill on more than one occasion. I know that. And I know how much, although she would never say, she gave up for me. When I was ill during my GCSEs and I missed my fifth year in school, I was facing never being able to go to university and losing my identity as an academic student. She was there. She sat me down and looked me straight in the eye. She told me that she loved me and that it was unconditional. It unconditional. It didn't require me to go to university. It didn't require me to be anything other than I could manage and want to be. She gave me the strength to gradually rebuild. Because of her, I did eventually make it to university. Without her, I would never have studied science or made it to be a scientist today. When I felt too stupid, too behind, she gave me the confidence to continue. Anything I accomplish as a scientist is because of her. She was determined that she would open doors for me that were close to her. And when I faltered, that she would help me through them. 
She continued to be interested in science. She took part in clinical trials, supported three children through degrees and master's degrees in STEM subjects, science, technology, engineering and maths. She edited dissertations, acted as a sounding board and asked more revision questions than I'm sure she'd care to remember. She came with me to the Blackpool mock exam when I was sitting FRC path. Those four days were the biggest crisis of confidence I have ever had. At the start of the mock, there were three scientists and about 25 clinicians. On the second day of the mock, I was the only scientist that turned up. It was the only exam I'd ever sat where I thought, not only could I not pass it on that day, but I was unsure whether I would ever be smart enough to pass it at all. On the evening of the second day, we were all due to go out for dinner as a group. I tried to leave the hotel to quit and to go to the train station instead. So many of my medical colleagues had just told me I would never pass and that doubt had caught hold. She stood in front of me, turned me around and forced me to go and change for dinner, no matter how much I cried. I went to dinner. I found out that all the others felt the same. I wasn't alone, but she enabled me to see that. Her faith also helped me withstand the morning of the fourth day when a group of medics surrounded me and asked me why it was that a scientist like me should think that I should be allowed to do the exam or even do a job like them. My mother continued to need the knowledge she had established during PhD thesis writing for other people when I was writing my PhD. She'd been able to sit some academic degree modules herself as part of a great scheme run by the University of Birmingham and she built upon the knowledge from her first post um, writing and checking all of those papers. She used those skills to proofread, edit and sense check every line of my 95,000 word thesis. She even took the week off work to be with me in the week prior to submission to do the tasks that, yeah, I'd run out of time to do, like make abbreviation lists. The fact that the only correction needed after my PhD viva was to write an additional summary conclusion of 350 words is in large part due to her diligence and scientific understanding. For the last six years, my mum has been able to get even more involved in science. She's been helping me run the Environment Network, the healthcare science education conferences and outreach events since their inception. She is project manager, events organiser and conference reception manager for everyone. She's now run events for over a thousand scientists and infection prevention and control professionals. Her contribution is immense. She has supported the learning and practical improvements of everyone that attends. And she does it because she loves both science and me. So this is my tribute to the women that went before. The women that society didn't see and put in boxes in which they didn't fit but had no choice to live. Here's to the women that fought and opened doors, broke ceilings and paved the way for those of us who travel behind. I see you and I am grateful for everything you did. Here's to my mom, who wrote papers that won't bear her name who contributed to academic dissertations across disciplines, who has organised scientific conferences and raised so many up along the way, to my mum who fought her share of battle so that I didn't have to. I love you. I'm thankful for you. and know that everything I accomplish is in part because of you. All opinions in this blog are my own. <laughs>